Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. Based on the NBA average from the highest to the lowest dates, making somewhere between 4 and $5 million a year. Okay. I changed the rotation to... <laughs> Good job, Nate. See? He heard yes. you. But again... Will you get off his back? I can't believe you want him going yeah. like this. So what do you want to be? The fifth seed? I want to be the four or the three or the two. Okay? This team's got enough talent to go toe-to-toe. It's Radio 92.9 The Game. Anybody else? <laughs> I, by the way, I'm not trying to get anyone fired. I just want everyone to do their job. And I know where this is going because if this team continues to go one step forward, two steps back, eventually he will get got. But you're going to go through. Well, we got to be all health. Right? Steve Kuhn is going to join us yes, tomorrow. Yes. Everyone has to be healthy. <laughs> then maybe a trade. And only then, if ever. What do we? Fake news. <laughs> Sham Sharania. Hack, hack story. It's a hack job. It's a hack job. <laughs> so, no, I just, look, we like, and by the way, Nate is everything that you and I love about sports. He's an OG, but maybe he's too OG for this generation. Oh, no, then now you're going to say that too? That he doesn't connect with guys? I don't hack know. Hack journalism. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I don't know. Is that I what mean, you're going to say? Matter, the only one dude he's got to connect with is named Trey Young. And oh. that's all. That, that's where that, that cookie's going to crumble. Well, did you? And I know you did. You, you saw where DJ took up for him that, that, right. in that Nets game, right? You right, saw right. that. He. I, I, my point is, I do think Nate is respected and liked. I don't think Nate is a guy that's disliked with these guys. I don't mm. believe that. But you're right about that particular relationship. I mean, does it matter if DJ likes him and Trey may not have the same compassion for him? I don't know, but. They won last night, guys, and this, is, and this is why we all <laughs> were talking about this. Kings last night. It'll be Lakers tomorrow. We're going to break down that game. Last time we saw LeBron, Mike said it. He was, what, limping around and a 75 oh, he's doing his, doing his typical James Brown routine. Oh, he gets hurt. On one day and they put the cape on him. Wait, he's throwing the cape off. I'm oh, hurt. my goodness. And LeBron, of course, he just stuck it to us. Clay Thompson stuck it to us. And last night, De'Aaron Fox was going to try to, but we, we battled back in a huge steal from DeJounte Murray. And then, uh, you know, Trey got to the line. Bogey with a big three. DeAndre had some big shots down the stretch. That was a good, you know what, that was a good clutch win because that, that was two evenly matched teams last night. Okay, let me ask you this about Nate real quick before we get to the top three. Uh, Turtle, let's play Nate talking about us not jacking up shots. This is not coaching. This is guys understanding situations. Mm. You don't just go jack up shots when you're on the road and give the opposing team other opportunities to beat you. We didn't do that last night, did we, Nate? We had some plays that uh, was we was a little loose with it, but, uh, you know, basically we got back, but we weren't jacking and taking those quick shots. I thought we made them play Trey. our defense, certainly in the second half. I thought we did a better job of uh, making them defend and not bailing them out with quick, contested uh, shots. Trey, 
You know what else we did, Act Mike? Journalism. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Tell me. Nate Testify. Ma- Nate McMillan says we made winning plays in the fourth quarter. That's not coaching. That's guys on the floor making the right decisions mm. and playing defense and getting back and scoring when they need to score. Right, Nate? That's what we've been talking about the last couple games. Uh, we have to close out games and we have to make plays, uh, you know, down the stretch in that fourth quarter. Uh, tonight we did. And another uh, thing. By the way, getting back to the jacking of shots, who would be the uh, number one offender in the shot jacking department? Trey. So, journalist. Now, last night there was one sequence which I outlined, which uh, somebody even listened to it and put it back on Twitter with you and me talking about it. Because <laughs> the guy goes, watch this, they're coming back on Trey. Yes. There was a sequence last night where I think it was Herder hit the three, Trey comes down, then less than six seconds off the 24-second clock. Jacks, whoop, it, jacks it up. Off the front of the rim. No, now, was that a two-for-one situation? Do we know? Was that the, the, the circumstances? Right. Maybe. But only, guess what? Two three-point shot attempts. See, here's the thing with Trey, guys. You guys are making it sound like if he's going to give you 10 assists, he can't take any jump no, shots, which is just ridiculous, man. Come on. We want him to be. You know what I want? And this has nothing to do with Nate. Maybe, I don't know, you guys can yell and argue about it. I want the Trey who was the badass ice Trey where he got the big contract off of. Not a guy who goes for 21, which is cool, but Carl just spent all day yesterday giving you all the big money games from the big money players this year. So for Trey not to take more than two shots from three, that's his bread and butter. I don't understand why it's got to be feast or famine. Like you're telling me there's no way, especially with DeJounte. DeJounte on the floor should be facilitating Trey with an open mm. look at the basket that he should take. Here's another thing about coaching, Mike, since you want to run Nate out of here. <laughs> Nate says the team didn't panic. That's not coaching. That's leadership on the floor. That's why they were in the game last night. Mm. Right, uh, they did make a run, but it, the game wasn't over. It wasn't out of reach. And uh, we were able to keep our poise, uh, go down, get a score. Trey uh, had a quick attack to the basket and uh, got an and one uh, in that situation to, I think, put us down a possession. Uh, so we kept our heads and we, uh, you know, just stayed with it. They did. Kept the poise, made their free throws, talked about the guys who were hitting shots. John Collins, he's had really four of his last five games, he's really popped. He's averaging 20 and 10 in the uh, in yep. four of those five games. Yep. Uh, tomorrow, Lakers. I'm just saying, Mike, it's not all coaching. Well, no, it's not. No, no, no. It's, you, that's a false assumption from a presumption. Hat journalism. <laughs> it's just, I'm just letting you know that if things continue to sort of just, you know, we're kind of just doing this where we're under 500. When do we go on the run? When does this team go win nine out of 10? I got to wait for Capella to come back? Nine out of 10. Eight out of seven out of six out of five. Four. Four out of five. I mean, <laughs> now, a real quick, serious point. I mean, we're, we're jerking around here, but serious point. Is a Kongu not doing what he needs to be doing right now? Ooh. That wasn't great last night from him, if I'm honest. Okay. And we were big fans. And no, we liked no, 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 no. Mike, there was a time, I don't know if I still believe this, that I thought that maybe he might be your f- uh, future center, where you might be able mm. to move Capella and feel better about where Big O is. I'm not sure what's going on with, with, with Okongwu right now. Um, and I, I do think, I said this the other day, guys, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Top three on the way. We're going to talk to Rick Stroud down in Tampa about the Bucks coming into town on Sunday here in about 15 minutes. Capella, his role is unique. Hmm. We don't ask him to post up like Patrick Ewing or centers from the old school where you drop the ball in and he's going to put – but his rebounding, his offensive and defensive rebounding, his defense, Mike, him running on the break, those easy lobs, are, it's a unique role. Right. You thought, or we thought, that O could do that. But he's not doing as well as Capella. 
And that's the issue right now. I'm not telling you he can't, but he's not doing it as well as Compella is. And, and that, that has been an issue for us. We are now, what, uh, two, make that three and nine, I think it is, with Capella out of the lineup because yeah. we won last night. We're three and eight. Three and eight. Three and eight. Right. So it, it, is a, it is a factor. All right, Turtle, man, let's get to the top three. It's time for the top three at six. Top three at six. Now let's see what we have here. Mike, I know you don't believe it, but Nate McMillan does listen to this show. And as a matter of fact, he talked about the rotations because you demanded it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, those guys have been playing um, the whole quarter uh, in, in, in our games. And I just I, I told them I, I got to give both of them a breather uh, because I want them playing both sides of the basketball. And I thought we were a little bit uh, fatigued, um, you know, late in the quarters. So, uh, you know, I changed the rotation to uh, to give them a, a breather. Talking about Trey and DJ mm. on the floor at the same time, Mike. Rotations matter. They do, guys, in the NBA. You got to get the right combination of guys out there, especially at the end of a the game. They did last night. They get a victory. Let's hear from Arthur Smith because the evaluation of Desmond Ritter continues. If I asked you right now, and I'll ask you tomorrow, what's he got to do with last game of the season? Does he throw two touchdowns, his first two of the year? I mean, it'll be the the Ravens defense, probably the best he's faced. Bucks are up there, though, right? That's a good front. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could, I, I, Can you get to 200? I mean, like, it's winning is ultimately the goal. We don't give a crap about style points. But at this stage, we'd love to see two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, 200. You know, I mean, two. Two, maybe, two, two. Two, two, two. I mean, yeah. Oh, Two, two, two. Yeah, I mean, just that's all we're looking for. I mean, he should have had a touchdown if, if CP doesn't drop it. He had his first score. He does have a comfort behind victory on, on his resume. That's That happened. Now, again, you can discount it. There. Like, it is. It's a win. He's a guy learning his way. I just wish we, again, it's a mood point. Want more, 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 more of the, uh, you know, the, the sample size. Regardless, just win the game, look confident, make the good decisions. He hasn't turned it over. That's got to count for something, right? Can you evaluate him, though, Mike? Without, no, I can't. It's with, not with, enough. With, I have no, not no, seen no, enough of no, this dude. Without Kyle Pitts on the field. That's another part of it. That would certainly help maybe him get those things that – Everybody wants, which is the vertical passing game, the scores, the offense, all the things we're, we're, we're scratching the surface, but we're not getting. Here's Arthur Smith talking about trying to do that without having Pitts on the field. It's just a completely different variable. I mean, it, you know, you're never going to have a perfect season where you'd love to have all your guys and everybody have their best season ever. That has, so it's certainly you'd love to have Kyle out there, but that's not necessarily what this evaluation is about. It's can, can he – you know, function week in and out, at week in and week out as a high-level starter. And that's what you're, um, that's what you're looking for. And there's a lot of encouraging signs so far, and there's a lot of things we're going to continue to push. And uh, but pleased that we were able to get the win yesterday and, and handle that, be able to close the game out like that. You know, there, there's so many quarterbacks, the names are going to pop. And, you know, Will Levis would be there based on – where are we now? You said between we're 6 and 10? S- 6 and 9. Right. So there will be quarterbacks out there. And we just – we've sold you all, going all the way back to when we drafted him in the third round, that if this guy could ever get a chance, he could perhaps then be that Dak or the Russell Wilson. or And, again, then the Brock Purdy thing raised the bar for guys that were late-round picks. Yeah. You know, but not everybody does that because not everybody's playing with the level of talent that Purdy is in San Fran. I got to be honest with you. I just – I want this guy to get the job, but I still can't definitively say he deserves to be named. Again, he wouldn't be. Would you name him the starter going into camp next year? Can't. No, you couldn't do can't, that can't. because I don't know what the draft and what free agency right. is going to hold. Um, I, I can't. 
No. Right. And, uh, and, that, and I'm not trying to be vague. No. I'd love to give you the answer, guys. Fill in the box. Fill in the blank. No. But well, and, and Mike, I can't handcuff myself. Carter Smith didn't handcuff himself to Matt Ryan that way. He said, we're going to go to camp. We'll see what happens. And we knew he owed him $40 million. Right. I don't think he's going to do that going into camp. Can we get coached, by the way, a Celsius or maybe a, a Red Bull? It's coach's style, what's man. The, what's the best energy drink, by the way? What's the I, best one? I'm very old-fashioned. I like Red Bull. Yeah, I, I drink a Red Bull as well. Bo, Bo uh, is that yours? Are you a monster energy guy? Rock star? Are you a rock star? <laughs> Are you a rock star energy guy? It just got me thinking, because Coach is so chill. I mean, he's chill when he comes on with us. Hey, but- man, Squid Billy, by the way, there's a new one. We, we teamed up with the guys over there at, at WSOS. It's called uh, Kidney Failure. It's a brand-new energy drink called Kidney Failure. I think you're going to love it. Well, What's- W sauce will never be um, associated with anything that has no. failure in the word. So, I don't think so, Michael. But, uh, no, I'm a Red Bull, sugar-free Red Bull guy. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, if, you know, if I can't get that, I'll, I'll go with sugar-free Monster. Okay. I like I- to, you know, keep it sugar-free, Carl, because i got a figure to watch. I, yeah, you and me both. Whatever. Full throttle, Mike. I've never had the full throttle. What's a full throttle? If anybody other than – I mean, I see all these dudes with the flat-brim hats, you know, like, brah, you know, with yeah. doing drift. It's Travis Pastrana and company. I just all I do is Red Bull. I'm very old fashioned. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. The, uh, the by the way, remember the first time you had a Red Bull? Oh, it was I, incredible. I didn't realize that it was all no. Bad. I think I drank three of them, and I was like, "This is not doing anything." The, and then it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the Greek Islands, with the guys. You know, it was 2006. Oh, you feel it? I feel it. You feel good. I feel good. Feel good. Everybody feels good. Feels good. The best part of this conversation is Mike's like, "I'm very old fashioned. I like Red Bull. Like Red Bull is now associated with being old fashioned." No, was, where are we? No, it's not even Red Bull. Was the original? The original I know, energy but, drink was Red Bull. But that's, we're, that's th- we're going on 30 years for Red Bull. But it was it, it, it was uh, originated in 80. But it's just funny that that's that's old school. Yeah. Like, what I, are we doing? I will say though, while we're talking about this, and it got, we got into this conversation because Coach Arthur Smith is just so chill. Um, there is something different about that monster, man. I remember that day I had the monster at camp, and I was like, right. ah! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I don't know, we still have it on tape. Carl's like, look at the depth, look at the depth on the tape. Like, like, wow. It was like Scotty Farrell on Coke. I was like, holy cow, you were another you were another wavelength, man. Uh, those monsters are a lot bigger though than Red Bull. Like you buy a monster can, that's a bigger can. Yeah, There's is. a lot more in there than that's uh, true. you gotta buy like three Red Bulls to equal one can of monster. While we're talking about energy, let's uh, hear from Stetson Bennett. He talked about having a lot to clean up. You heard from David Pollock today. If you missed the interview, go online at Odyssey.com. It's Dukes and Bell, top three at six guys. And uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Rick Stroud. Let's hear from Stetson Bennett. We didn't play well, um, but then there are also stretches where we played really, really well. Um, And, you know, no matter – that all happened within the game, you know. and It's it's not like, um, you know, we get less credit because it happened in a certain situation or what, but we just got to clean up those areas um, where we didn't play as clean for a little bit. Yeah, Mike, we we discussed this with David Pollack mm-hmm. about his decision-making. And, and, listen, it's all amplified. This is the biggest game right. of the year. All of that stuff is going to matter. And I just think TCU has made a living, and we'll get more into this tomorrow, about turnovers and turning teams over and scoring points. It's a big part of their success this season. And if you're Georgia, we go into every game and go, well, we can't turn it over. This is one of those games you turn it over, they're going to make you pay because that's who right. they are. So, and yeah, they've got uh, skill position players. They've got, as you said, no one really thought at the beginning of the year we'd be talking about Georgia's inability to get the quarterback on the ground. But we had to blitz, and you may have to blitz again, and the same risks that came up are actually probably uh, maybe come to the forefront because this quarterback, Duggan, can move around even better than Stroud. 
couple of other things I do want to mention. Damar Hamlin, guys, awake, moving hands, feet. He is progressing. Doctors giving a presser today. Mike and I have been talking about it all afternoon. Bill spoke today for the first time. Sean McDermott, Josh Allen addressing the team and their feelings and where they're at and what's going on. We just hope this continues to move in a positive way. The other big story today, Mike, college basketball. Texas fires Chris Baird Mm. after domestic family violence charge. He's not getting any of his money because of the cause of this, uh, the, the clause in his contract. Mm. So $35 million. He had signed a deal in 2021, 22. Not going to get any of it. Oh, and again, this this one, when you saw it and you read about it, it was it was that, that, that toothpaste. What do we say? Don't go back in the tube, does no. it? It's tough. All right, Rick Stroud is going to join us next, guys. Tom Brady going to play or not? We're going to ask Rick Stroud mm. that question and much more about the Bucks next on Dukes of Game. It's time to go behind enemy lines. <laughs> We're bringing you all the intel for the Falcons' opposition. Brady Jarrett blasted it. Only on Dukes and Bell. We head to Tampa to talk to our buddy Rick Stroud. He knows the Buccaneers like nobody else, guys. He's covered the NFL for a very long time. And uh, it's good to have you back on the show. Bucks finally find a way, Rick, to win this damn division. We didn't know who was going to do it or how it was going to play out. But now the final week of the season, and, and I want to start with this whole, you know, Todd Bowles, I'm not playing or, or saying I'm playing guys. Mike and I don't believe that's the case. Tell us where this is at. Is he playing his starters? Yeah, he is. And, and it kind of starts with Tom Brady, who has always, you know, been a bit of an Iron Man when it comes to, to playing anyway. But, uh, you know, you can't – he's – He's just as unbending when it comes to suggesting he sit out a, play, uh, a game that doesn't mean anything. And, you know, they're, they're locked in at the number four seed. Um, you know, you're going to obviously subject some players to risk. And, and if you're going to play Tom Brady, it means you have to play your starting offensive line. Now, I think that if there are guys that are fairly nicked up, uh, and since it's not a playoff game, like a Donovan Smith who hasn't practiced this week, like um, – Vita Vea, who hasn't practiced this week, I think those guys will be will be you know saved uh, for their playoff game. But everybody else, including Brady, um, plan on playing, and and you know remains to be seen. He's done this his whole career. Uh, he did it even back in 2000, um, whatever year it was. I think uh, you know Wes Welker got hurt in the final regular season game, um, and you know lost. They lost him, and then they lost the next week to the uh, in the playoffs. And so he's seen it go against his own team, and you know when they lost to Baltimore. So it, it doesn't matter what Tom Brady wants to do; this team is going to do. And and Todd Bowles at least uh, seems to be in concert with that. So yeah, I think you're going to see uh, until the game is either you know in hand, out of hand, or otherwise, uh, I think you're going to see their starters out there for a, a good long period. Tom Brady with, uh, you know, it seemed like this year, let's go, chronolo- go all the way back chronologically. Did things just, was it as much of a soap opera, Rick, at one Buccaneer place with the divorce and everything else, the personal stuff? I mean, it just seems like it, it, it translated to the field. It, it was messing them up. Well, I mean, look, it's it's been a very um, – <laughs> Uh, chaotic season, I guess you would say. They never really got any kind of momentum, and I think they're trying to generate that with maybe this this three-game winning streak if they're able to do it at the end of the year. 
Um, but yeah, almost from the beginning, you know, he missed a day. It was, uh, uh, you know, for personal reasons. And then the next week in training camp, he'd only been in camp two weeks. He then uh, took off for 10 days and missed a couple of preseason games. And I mean, we all came to find out, you know, what that was. Um, you know, Tom had a significant weight loss. The stress was obvious. And, um, you know, I, how much that impacted his play, only he can really say. But it certainly impacted his preparation. And look, Tom Brady can do nothing, look at no film, roll out of bed tomorrow, and still be the most prepared quarterback in the NFL because he's played 23 years. There's nothing that's going to surprise him. Uh, but that's not how Tom Brady prepares, right? And so we'd be naive to think that that didn't take a toll on, on him on the field at times. Um, but they've had other issues. You know, they've, they've rebuilt the offensive line. He has spent the year, you know, getting rid of the ball more quickly than he has uh, any other time in his career. Um, his yards per attempt as a result are the lowest in his career. So there's a lot of things that suggest that, you know, um, he was focused on getting through the season at age 45 uh, getting to the playoffs, which they have just managed to do barely, thanks to a lot of his comebacks. And now we'll see. You know, once they get in the postseason a week from now, um, he'll let it go. He'll let it rip. He'll stand in there. I think he kind of did that last week because it was sort of a do-or-die game against Carolina. And, you know, he hits three bombs to Mike Evans. So, nice. you know, that's what Tom Brady's capable of when he lets it all, lets it all ride. What happened last week, Rick? We're talking with Rick Stroud, guys. Tampa Bay uh, covers the Bucks uh, for, for the Tampa Bay Times. I, what happened with, with Evans? And, and why haven't we seen this connection with Brady and Mike Evans all season? You know, I know he's over 1,000 yards again, but I'm just curious. Like, is this the taking off point for them to maybe have this connection as they make this playoff run? Well, it could be, especially if teams are stubborn enough to play, you know, cover uh one and you know uh put a put a guy out there man to man on mike all day i mean he just doesn't see that coverage much you know atlanta certainly doesn't do it um i don't think well maybe atlanta does i can't remember but a couple teams in the nfc south do carolina always has and so the coverage was there um like i said i think i think brady is feeling more comfortable um you know taking those shots they use a lot more play action I just think that, you know, he has spent a good part of the season not trusting his protection. Um, everything is horizontal. Everything's out to the sidelines. You know, um, a lot of three- and two-yard passes, um, nothing really down the field. And, and that's not what this offense has been, but it's what it's been under Todd Bowles this year. Byron Leftwich has taken a lot of heat for it. But quite frankly, you know, Tom has the ball in his hands, and he doesn't have it very long. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons for that, but I think the more that they have evolved and, and they've sort of solidified the offensive line a little bit, um, and the games get more important. I think the more that Tom has been willing to, you know, to look down the field more, um, instead of just trying to get rid of it and get it out of his hands. But however he's done it, uh, you know, the common denominator is he's won again. And he's won his 19th divisional title. It's only the eighth divisional title in Tampa Bay history. And the first time, I think they've gone back to back. So the guy's been here three years, and he's already, you know, setting records for them anyway. And, and, and so, you know, once you get here, once you get him to the postseason, then I think, you know, he feels really comfortable there. 
is he ever going to shut it down? I mean, because the rumors are he's not coming back to Tampa Bay if he's playing next year. You know, I, I was probably part of those rumors. I, I tried to tell everybody that. Now I wish I hadn't because I, I think I might be wrong. Um, huh. I don't think he's going to quit at this point uh, for whatever reason. Now, you know, tell me how it ends, right? Is it confetti <laughs> on his head? Maybe, right. maybe then. But um, I do believe that. Uh, if he plays, I think there's a really good chance he plays in Tampa Bay, guys. I mean, I I thought, you know, him wanting to become a free agent, him going through what he did last year, that we all know his efforts to get to Miami and that resulted in tampering charges and all of that for the Dolphins, um, that certainly had an influence on me. Uh, but now, you know, look, he's got three kids that don't live with him full-time all on the East Coast. Uh, don't underestimate how much he loves this ownership that has done everything, and I mean everything, that he has asked for. Um, loves living in Florida. There's just a, you know they have some home field advantage here. They really do, and he'll have options. There's no question about that, and lots of suitors. But I think at the end of the day, they they got a really good chance if he wants to play of him playing right here. And I, I did not say that at the beginning of the season. Rick, in your opinion, is Byron Leftwich still a hot commodity when this season is over as far as getting a potential head coaching job? No, I think his uh I think his, you know, Q rating is taking a bit of a hit and I, I think it's a little unfair, quite frankly. Um, you know, Byron, you know, knew one offense and that, that was the no risk it, no biscuit flavor that, that he had played under and coached with for three years when they averaged over thirty points a game. And that included two of those years with Tom Brady. Um, then Todd Bowles came in as a head coach. And I think, you know, I think Brady and him were in agreement that they needed to play a more complimentary style of football. You know, when you, when you launch it that many times, you get your quarterback hit. Um, you get your defense sometimes in bad situations because you're going three and out, not using any clock. And so, again, some of the high-powered offenses, they, they wear down. So I think the defensive coaches tend to want to run the ball more. They've ran it worse than anybody in the league in some of the fewest attempts, which is not something that Bowles is happy about. So Byron's taking a lot of it, and I think a lot of it is probably preference on Brady and Bowles' part. But, um, you know, a year ago he was probably a hotter commodity. I think Jacksonville was a real possibility. I think I think he probably won't be. As hot this, and in fact, and I'm I'm curious as to whether if Brady stays here, whether Byron Leftwich will be their coordinator, or um, you know, will they go out and get somebody else like Bill O'Brien, who, uh, right. who was who was a pot, would have been a possibility here had Byron gotten the Jacksonville job. Yeah, we're friends uh, with uh, Godsey, who was on the staff there with the Texans. Is our man Rick Stroud, guys, breaking it down with the Tampa Bay Times here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Just real quick, we early in the season when we saw you guys down in Tampa, I always thought Gronk was a missing piece because Gronk was kind of the nonverbal communication, the seam, the underneath stuff. It always seemed like a safety valve. Would things have been any different had Gronk been out there? Absolutely. No question it would have been. And, and you know, the irony is that around Thanksgiving, he called them. And he told them that he was bored. And I know he tweeted that, you know, a little while ago when he, when he joined a group. But, no, he actually called them and said, look, I'm, I'm bored. I'm thinking about playing. Um, and they talked to him about it. They even talked about the possibility of him going on the practice squad. He wasn't too, too keen about that. But they said, all right, we'll put you on the regular roster, but you're going to need a couple weeks to prepare and get ready. Um, and he thought about it. And then 
after a couple conversations said, you know, I think I'm just going to sit out, but I would say this, and this, this is also weird. Uh, next year is not out of the question for Rob Gronkowski playing football in the NFL. Um, I don't know where, let's see where Tom goes, but he absolutely may do it. And, uh, he just couldn't pull the trigger was what I was told. Uh, but yeah, it, not only just from a block, the biggest thing they missed with him is blocking, right? They got a couple of young tight ends. They're not the blockers that they, rec- that they need. And then more, more than that of all years, Tom Brady needed a guy to lighten things up, man. I mean, Gronk is that guy you see on TV, that fun-loving dude. He's that way all the time in real life. He really is. He's never had a bad day. And um, I think they've missed the levity that he brings, but he's also a very, you know, a very serious football player that pours a lot into it. And uh, no question they, they missed him this year. Rick, great job as always. Find him, guys. He writes for the Tampa Bay Times, covers the Buccaneers. They'll be in town on Sunday. Week 18, wrapping things up. The Bucs are in the playoffs. They will host a playoff game. Right now, it looks like Dallas. Does it matter, Rick? Um, it might matter to Dallas. I, I, I don't know. Uh, do these guys know? They've beaten the Dallas Cowboys. It was a century ago, the first game of the season. Right. And I would just say this, that uh, whether it's Dallas or Philly, who's not been playing well, and, of course, Jalen Hurts hasn't played at all of late, no team – I mean, when you get to this stage, you know, the Bucks still have players. And, you know, the pressure is going to be immense. The Bucks will be a touchdown underdog or more, right, to either one of those teams. Watch out for the playoff pressure because that's Brady's neighborhood. That's where he lives. That's where his heartbeat is the slowest. And I think that anybody that comes in here – um, thinking they're going to roll over this team might be surprised. So uh, it'll be interesting, but uh, no, I don't. I don't really think it matters to these guys one way or the other. They're going to have to beat a good football team either way. Well, cool, Rick. Happy New Year, man. I always appreciate the insects. There's always lots of insight, and uh, we'll see where this goes. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. You got it. All right, man. Game winner, uh, Squid Billy. We kind of stumbled onto this one tonight, Carl. Uh, Squid Billy was laughing. Ha ha ha. Dang Red Bull, y'all are old school. Well, I mean, it was the first, the, the granddaddy of all energy drinks. We got on the subject off the air about brand loyalty. What is the one thing, like, if you're going to the bar, I ain't drinking no extreme kidney failure. <laughs> Triple X energy drink. I'm not drinking anything that's, I'm just not, okay? That's not going down. So what about when you're drinking, like 7 and 7, you know, Seagram 7? Sure. Like so brand loyalty, when you got one, is it, when it comes to a Cavassier. <laughs> so... <laughs> 404-741-0929. Are you a full throttle? Yeah. Monster guy? And not just energy drinks. Could be anything. Could be cereal, beer. Bourbon. Hey, man, hail. Please. Hey, it's all coming up next. Tonight's game winner, your brand loyalty. You don't deviate from what? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question... Coke or Pepsi? Popeyes or KFC? I mean, you know, we all love the Popeyes. We just, you know, hate the weight. Uh, <laughs> Sierra Mr. Sprite. Are you a mellow yellow or are you like Squid Billy? And then it would be, what was your squid? What was the one they used to serve down here in the South, the old one? Sun, di- uh, sun Drip? Sun no, I'm a Mountain Dew guy. Okay, I'm a Mountain Dew guy, yeah. yeah. I, I got screwed over for part of my childhood because my mom said we drank too much Mountain Dew. It's too expensive. So she bought Mountain Lightning. From oh. the Walmart. Oh, crap. That and the Dr. Thunder, and I was like, hey, yeah. that ain't the same. It's not the same. I it's remember, not. You see, in the, the old days, my old man, I remember one time when I was a kid, when I was living with my father, and it's like, you know, mom went for, for, sprung for Coke. Dad's like, what's the problem? RC Cola. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> RC. RC Cola. Chris, how about you, man? Is there anything specifically in your household that was like, this, definitely that and not the other? Well, I'll tell you this. The best chaser for alcohol is Monster Zero Sugar. Really? That stuff is delicious, and it masks almost any liquor that you don't like. When you're on Molly, does it make it taste better? <laughs> uh, cannot confirm or deny that, okay. Mike, oomps, but I will oomps, say oomps, I do drink it. Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. All right, who's up first tonight on our game winner? Brought to you by Dukes and Bell. Hey, man, Ale, except no other. Garrett, hey, G-Money, what you got, man? Hey, man. Hey, I, I don't know about that drink a minute ago, but vodka Red Bull. Right Hands on. down. Hands down. I'm a Red Bull man. Yeah, man, first time I had it, 94, 90, 1994. If you're going to be out yeah. late, right, it's the way to, to, to keep the night going. I will, right. I will, legally. I will tell you that's the way that I have done it, <laughs> legally. Right. Brother, if only you and I were down to the old days of, like, the Riviera Club and all the shenanigans. Oh, man. Stay up all night, man. Man, was that a thing? That was a thing. Who's up next tonight on the program? Swede. Hey, Swede, what is your brand of choice? Barbasol? Hey, man. Hey, man. Burmashave? <laughs> Barbasol, what's wrong with you? You're out of your mind. <laughs> would, okay. that be, would that be Packard or Studebaker? <laughs> Keep going, buddy. How about Kaiser Crazy? <laughs> what's going on, sweet? All right. Um, they, only make it, they only make it available for sale in five states. Hmm. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Texas, and where it's made, Tennessee, and that's Jack Daniels' green label. Yeah. It is aged in the lower racks in the distillery. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same bite as uh, any of the black uh, Jack Daniels of that, right. but it is super smooth, yeah. and it is very popular in Texas in mixing it with Coca-Cola. Fair enough. Anyway, thanks, guys. Nice Love call. Show. That's a good yeah. call. I saw that when we we were coming back. There was the last. Remember, that was the COVID year when the season got shut down. We were not, You were coming back from Nashville. I went down the back way from watching United into Jack Daniels. Yeah. 
And I didn't, I didn't, now I know what the green label was. Okay, there you go. Interesting. Hey, man, who's up next? We're talking about brand loyalty, and it's the only thing you drink. What you got? Or eat. Michael, hey, man, what you got? Well, Bob, <laughs> Bob, you know the last time me and you had your Magic City, Bob, it was something about that Heineken. I got to have that Heineken while I'm watching my dancers, Bob. Ah, oh, Stinger, you are tripping. Nothing better than Heineken with some Hennessy shots. Carl, shot, shot, shot. Can't get it up. But, of course, that's like doing Hennessy with Hennessy on your lap yeah. next to Midori. Well, you guys get it in, obviously. I mean, uh, <laughs> you're talking about Hennessy shots. It's a whole other level, Bob. Hey, man, went to an unbelievable strip club last night in Sacramento called Stretch Marks. <laughs> At least you got the win. Unbelievable go-go club here in Sacktown called Stretch Marks. Rob Triple Yuta loved it. At least you got the win. Uh, good stuff, man. Appreciate you guys. Triple's coming up. He's got a full show tonight, filling in for John Chucker. What's going on, man? I'm just hung up on the Stretch Marks thing. <laughs> well, I was right next to Bullet Hole. Well, a lot to get to. I'm going to belabor the point about the Hawks along with you guys. Their, their problems run much further than just the court. It seems like the front office is very disorganized and chaotic right now. So. Mm. How long before they fix that? Of course, uh, TCU, Georgia preview. I guess uh, Georgia's leaving tomorrow to head down up to uh, Los Angeles. So all that and a carnacopia of bliss, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm all for that. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Triple's coming up next. Chris, let's get out of here and clear our throat. Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9. Oh! The game. Got to thank all of our guests today. You heard from David Pollock, guys. Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times, joined us to talk about the Bucks coming into town and where they are at as a franchise. You also got a chance to hear Richie Grant today, Mike. Safety for Atlanta mm. Falcons. Tomorrow we are locked and loaded. Lots of guests, lots going on as we get ready for Monday's national championship game. Now, Monday we'll give you our full gamut of of what we think is going to happen in the game. But mm. tomorrow, guys, more guests, including Danny Connell is going to stop cool. by. Uh, Eric Zaya is going to stop by. We've got guys that are going to break down this game for us. Mm. And Chuck Smith will be here, Steve Kuhn and Dave Archer. we got a lot more in store for you guys tomorrow, so make sure you're here on a big Friday show. Tailgate at home as well. We're going to have a lot of fun. Make sure you're here, too. Turtles. You're going to have fun! Great job behind the glass. <laughs> Bo Morgan, executive producing Mike Bell. Let's get out of here and clear out. Oh. Hey, man. Carl and I were talking earlier about Jim Harbaugh. You know, I mean, the, the body wasn't even cold on the Wolverines in the semifinal game when he jetted to Charlotte to talk to Robert Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, and he says he's staying in Michigan. But perhaps he's looking to get out of Ann Arbor because he wants to be ahead of the posse. Uh-oh. Athlon Sports reporting that the NCAA notice of allegations is coming soon to Michigan football. Now, you and I were talking about this off the air. How you get any kind of violation this day and age, now that we've got NIL, it's almost like giving a speeding ticket at the Indy 500. I'm curious to see what Michigan's done, and maybe that's why Harbaugh's trying to get out of Dodge. Listen, fellas, take it from me. Walk away. I don't know what the circumstances are. I don't know what she did. I don't care what she did to you. Walk away. Texas head men's basketball coach Chris Beard fired today, one month after the school suspended him without pay following his arrest on a domestic family violence charge. Listen, we all have dysfunction in our families. Don't look around like that. It happens. But when it goes down, walk away. It's just not worth it. If you love the show, you tell your friends. If you don't, wash down a Jack Daniels with a CNC Cola. I changed the rotation. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 